0: United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. Tamana Salikudin is Director of South Asia Programs at the U.S. Institute of Peace, where she oversees the Institute's work in Pakistan and broader South Asia. Tamana, good morning. Good morning. Now, can you... It's a big job, but get us up to speed on Pakistan. What a mess well you know pakistan is never
1: a dull moment and the last (laughs) month has been particularly interesting in terms of domestic politics um over the last month we've seen that the opposition in pakistan it's a parliamentary democracy has been trying to remove through a no confidence motion the very popular prime minister imran khan and over the weekend it was very very interesting at a midnight vote on saturday night sunday morning they succeeded and imran khan who was very famous cricketer in the 90s and sort of erstwhile playboy became Mm -hmm. the first pakistani prime minister to be voted out uh, of office in
0: a no confidence motion Uh, and you say he was quite popular what was the reaction of the people to this move well, I mean, I think
1: he was popular among a certain set of the pop of the population, right? He w- was he's been popular in the '90s because of leading Pakistan to a cricket victory, and for our American audience, I think you know, think about the. You know, the number one NFL player, number mm. one baseball player. That's who Imran Khan was. He was mm-hmm. a hero for Pakistanis and he was well spoken. He was sort of this dashing figure who tapped into a lot of Pakistani uh, feelings about corruption in their political system, uh, you know, a poor economy, and I would say a reservoir of anti Americanism from 20 years of war in Afghanistan. So he was able to tap into that uh, and reach a certain class a middle class and a young generation. You know, the vast majority of Pakistanis are are young and they want to see new politics. Unfortunately, in his four years as prime minister, he was really unable to deliver on the promises, the anti-corruption promise, the the better economy promise, jobs, etc. I mean, his downfall really, number one, was the economy. I Mm. mean, they have Terrible inflation, the rupee is losing out to the dollar in big ways. So they've had serious problems on that front. And then the other thing is, is you know, in Pakistan, it's really important if the military backs you. And he really did come to power behind the scenes with military backing. And that backing really disappeared uh, for a lot of reasons. But I would say, number, principally, he started trying to stand up and do things that the military didn't want him to do. Also, they felt that he was interfering on foreign policy. He wasn't delivering on domestic security and governance. So there are a lot of reasons that uh, he sort of lost the support, both of the military establishment, but also uh, in parliament. How was Khan regarded by other world leaders? You know, he was seen as this populist firebrand, and it's not particular to Pakistan. You're seeing this all over the world, this sort of right wing populism, we've seen it in our own country, uh, where, you know, people accuse anybody who thinks differently of making up facts and and not portraying the truth. So he was this firebrand. But mostly around the world, uh, he wasn't necessarily seen as the serious Uh, national security or serious policy prime minister. He was seen as that firebrand. Obviously, famously, he was very upset that um, U.S. President Biden hadn't called him. I think a lot of that has to do with as we withdrew, the U.S. withdrew from Afghanistan. Our focus on Pakistan has definitely um, come down. Mm. You know, if you compare it to the last 20 years when we had troops in Afghanistan
0: next door Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and a whole AFPAC strategy and it was like something to be managed and now like really no one's talking about it. But no, not at
1: (laughs) all. Ukraine is what everyone's talking about.
0: Uh, But Tamana, of course, the the prospect of a destabilized or an unstable nuclear power must be unnerving. Like how how chaotic is the situation now?
1: I would say that is probably not the worry, right? And this is remarkably, like I said, this is the first time the opposition was able to have a new confidence motion. The Supreme Court ruled against some of these unconstitutional actions. So in in a way, this is actually a victory for constitutional processes in Mm. Pakistan. So Mm -hmm. it points to stability rather than instability. I mean, Ah. you're going to have continued domestic political upheaval. You may have elections coming very soon. Um, You have economic problems. But What this really showed is the system, definitely the military establishment is firmly in control. And that's what I think a lot of countries, not only in the region, but internationally,
0: uh, see some reassurance
1: in terms of (laughs) nuclear stability, uh, the threat of terrorism,
0: all of those things. That's funny. I mean, in other parts of the world, including this one, like if the military is in control of your elections, something's gone horribly wrong. But I mean, in Pakistan, the transfer of power is always attended by the military.
1: That's true. I mean, I think it's an unfortunate dilemma, right, that in Pakistan, uh, the military spells stability and security at the same time because of the military's now behind-the-scenes interference, uh, it does limit the prospects for civilian democracy, and I think that is something that the U.S. really has problems contending with. I mean, we want stability, we want security, at the same time we want to foster democracy, and we often find ourselves in a bind there
0: um tamana so uh khan wants to make a comeback what are what are his prospects you know i would say historically that's it's unlikely that he could you know if you look at pakistani
1: history if the military kind of kicks you out the next time around it's probably not your day so he may this cycle the next election i highly doubt that he would be able to win outright he might do all right he does have some popular support but overall i i wouldn't bet on him for the next government He is going to cause problems. He's going to, you know, he's going to have a lot of rallies and make some uh, crazy speeches, I'm sure, um, uh, and say things that maybe uh, make for great headlines. But I don't know if he'll do so well at the ballot box.
0: President Biden today is going to be talking to Prime Minister Modi. And I have to imagine that the situation in Pakistan will come up.
1: I I definitely think it will come up. It will be uh, something that's interesting. I think both U.S. and India it will be relieved that the the current crisis is sort of resolved and that politics are continuing. Uh, but I think most of their attention really is going to focus on the Ukraine crisis, on thinking about you know India's relationship with Russia and India's relationship with the U.S. and then more broadly thinking about China, the Indo-Pacific strategy, and uh, you know the very strong relationship between U.S. and India, which obviously uh, for Pakistan uh, creates more tension, given that Pakistan. Pakistan, you know, wants to be an ally of the U.S., but because of U.S.-India relations sees itself also closer and closer to Beijing. So what we have in South Asia is an emerging bloc politics of Beijing allied with Islamabad, New Delhi allied with Washington, um, and and thinking about
0: how does that play out uh, in the long term. Really, really interesting dynamics in that part of the world. Tamana Salikuddin, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me. Great to talk to you. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.